Preston and Steve Fun Size Podcast. Our next guest, by the way, gang, if you did not know this, uh, Mythic Quest has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's right. Marissa had uh, uh, made me aware of that. May uh, I remind you yes. that Citizen Kane is currently at a 99%. Yeah. Let's keep that, uh, let's hold that in perspective. Here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm rewatching season one to get ready for season two. Actually, the uh, third episode is out today, I, I believe. two. Is it, it says two out of, uh, I don't know. We, we'll find out. Ah, what am hell. I doing? Yeah. What am I doing here? Uh, we're going to talk to the man himself, Rob McElhaney, who is hey, on hey, this hey, morning. Hey. What's up, Rob? Hello, everybody. How are you? We're wonderful. All right, so can you straighten out it? Is it the season two or three tonight? Uh, that's uh, so. This is this is season two, yep. and we were we are, we are releasing episode three. Episode right, there, there you go. go. All so right. confusing. Yes. I, I can so I can see the confusion, you know, because <laughs> I, I know it's difficult to read the copy that's right in front of me. numbers. <laughs> you know, look either way. I've never been myself. Uh, hey, I, uh, before we jump into, it, I have a question for you because I know I heard Kathy as I was listening to the traffic report, and it was reminding me that of course. There are some downsides to COVID uh, winding down, and that is people sitting uh, in traffic mm. all over the country once again. Did I hear that the Google Expressway is down to one lane? Oh, my God. Both there, directions? Yeah, it's so been for a, a while. No, it just started. That This one spot uh, just started this week, and it's construction that they're doing in South Philly. And it's like, yeah, it's down to one lane <laughs> between Pashyunk and Broad Street. Okay, not to get bogged down in the in the specific details of the of my beloved home city uh, and its traffic, but I think this is something that affects everybody that's listening to this right now. Why is it that they now we have been we have been in our homes for a full year? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it that they chose this was the time to get this done on 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 the Google well, Express? Rob, I was having that exact conversation with my wife yesterday. It seemed like it was just an open playground for road repair. And now there are so there are more detours now than I've ever seen. But well, I wow. do. Ha- let me comment because, to their credit, they're what. They, so they actually shut the Schuylkill down. Uh, they would they would alternate between east and westbound, right? Uh, near that was the, all the work on South Street and by near, South Street, right? Near, yeah, near the the Vine and and South yeah. Street. So they did do that during the pandemic. They were doing some construction where they, but they were completely shutting the <laughs> roadway down. Yeah. Wow. Well, well let, let's look at it positively the way that Kathy did. I really appreciate it. Yes, nice. it's work. It's work on. It's work on local infrastructure. It's gonna. It's gonna benefit the city. Absolutely, or so we're told. By the way, speaking of benefiting, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about is the twelfth annual uh, Core for Kids golf outing, which is a week from this coming Monday. It's on uh, the twenty fourth, and we Rob uh, have uh, we have a chance for people to win foursomes to play at Philadelphia Cricket Club. I'm just going to plug this real quick at WMMR.com contest. You can win a foursome at the Militia Hill course. It comes with carts and a four caddy or the Wissahickon course, which is the walking course. Caddies are included with that and food and drink and all this stuff. This is a great event, a great party. So if you go to WMMR.com, uh, you will have your chance to win, which is cool. So yeah, man, um, we're excited. Obviously, you know, you're not going to be able to make it this year, uh, travel restrictions and, and all that stuff, but your heart is deep in this event. Yes, yes. It's just, of course, been a part of our of our of of my life for my entire life. My father worked there for 40 years. Mm. Um, and this is now it's and, and I worked at uh, at Cora in the summers at the at the summer camp. And so it's 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 always just been a huge part of my life and a huge part of the city of Philadelphia. And this is this marks their fiftieth year. Wow. Um, yes, their fiftieth year, and and, the, and and the organization, despite COVID, um, ha- has been flourishing over the past year, and that's just because of the support um, of both corporate sponsorship and and private sponsorship. You know what's great about Cora, and I was not uh, I was familiar with it, but I've uh, done more of a deep dive since our association with you and and, and going to the event, uh, Rob. 
and it's one of these organizations. It's one of these groups that, uh, to me, is very streamlined. Cause and result. Like, for example, there's not a lot of there's not uh, a lot of executives flying around for this charity. It's not like expensive office furniture. It's like everything goes to do what they want to do, which is to help people in the community in so many different ways. I love the linear transparency of Cora and what they're achieving and having gone to a number of these events and, and witnessed people who have been affected and helped and young men and young women and, and people of all uh, walks of life who have benefited from Cora. That's the kind of thing that I think really motivates people to participate in Cora. It, it, people, people need to investigate it because they're doing so much good. You know, I, I'm actually glad you said that. And, and I, 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 I have been thinking about that um, for, for many years, but it was, it was no, never more stark to me. Than when I was a young lad in South Philadelphia, and I saw these kids walking around with these uh, with these Jordan threes, right? Remember those mm. sneakers? Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Okay, everybody had Jordans, and I said to my dad, "Dad, those are some cool sneakers. Can I, I'm I'm going to get those sneakers." And he said, "Son, you will never get those sneakers." And I mm. said, "Why?" And he said, "Because I work at Cora." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What does that mean? What does that mean?" He said, "We take." as much of the money as we possibly can that we get in and we put it right back into the organization and right back into the community. And it doesn't go anywhere near my bank account. Yes. And look, as a, as an adult, I can look back on that and I can get goosebumps because it, it, it shows me um, how passionate, empathetic, compassionate he is. And all the people are um, that, that work at this organization that it really is for the community and it really is for the greater good. But as an eight-year-old, I wanted my sneakers. <laughs> yeah. I wanted my damn sneakers. <laughs> yeah. But but that's that's a larger point, and that, that's it. We we grow we grow uh, cynical, and there's there uh, sadly there is a lot to be cynical about when it comes to things like this and people and and politicians and oh I got your back and I got no a lot of times you it, it's an organization like Core. it's like big brothers big sisters it's like it's like uh uh fill abundance it's like it's like you know where there is you can be confident that if you invest your time or your your money that it's going to help people in a way you wanted it to help people and that's that's why this core thing uh, is so good and just the event itself i mean you know probably I've gone a couple of times. It's it's uh, you know obviously you know we've been there. It's the, the presentation, the the everything. It's yeah. just it's just wonderful. It's a good time, and and uh, people are very excited about it this year. It's a good event, and it's a great golf. Oh my course. god! I don't even play golf, and oh. I loved it. Yeah, so it's it's a good one. Uh, have you been playing? Yeah, it's, I have. Well, I I I go through periods where I play um, because I'll have like a week off here or there, and right. so. I play, I get okay, and then you know, and then I then I go out again, and I and I can't hit the ball straight for 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 anything, and that's just the that's just the sport. But yeah. when you go out to a beautiful course, um, like the like the cricket club and like the all the the, the courses that they've held the event, I mean, it's just a it's just a wonderful experience whether you play or not, yeah. because there's plenty of alcohol and there's plenty <laughs> of really great and wonderful people, and and it's just a good time. Yep, absolutely. Um, hey, with that, uh, as, as I said, I was watching, uh, going through the first season of uh, uh, Mythic Quest, and you guys are now deep into uh, season two. How many episodes uh, will be in the second season? Uh, ten. Yeah, oh, ten, ah. ten, ten full episodes, and they're going to be releasing them one after uh, another each week, so each Friday. I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I like, do I do I, like, I like it. I like to take my time. I, 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 some, sometimes I'm in binge mode, but I'd rather have it last, you know? You know what we found? It's really interesting. Is I I I 
look at it from two different perspectives. I, as a fan of, uh, of television and as an audience member, I love having access to all of the episodes at once so that if I want to, I can watch through. But what we've noticed just sort of collectively as a community is when you do that, and we did that with season one, we released them all at the same time, that um, 80% of the audience, this is an actual statistic, 80% of our entire audience in the aggregate of the first season watched it over the course of the first four days. They watched it straight through and then, and they loved it, but then they stopped thinking about it, stopped talking about it, and moved on to the next one. And what you find is they actually had a different strategy for Ted Lasso. And if you notice, the Ted Lasso premiered, and then they would do an episode every week. And what it allowed for was a conversation Mm -hmm. to be had. It built in momentum. It got people talking about it, chattering about it on social media. And then it became more of an event that people were all sharing this experience. And it kind of felt a little bit like the old days. And like Game of of Thrones is a good example of a show that became a cultural phenomenon because we were watching it all together. And that's a throwback to the to the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And, and I think, we, uh, for, unfortunately, the fan in me, um, for, for all of us who like the, that model, there's going to be a lot of streamers who, who go back to, to the original dropping it once a week. So I'm glad you mentioned Ted Lasso because I'm a, uh, a huge fan of that show. And I'm a, a huge fan of, of a lot of the programming that, that Apple Plus is doing, including, obviously, Mythic Quest. Um, but I'm wondering, because you guys are in the same family... Is there perhaps a way that uh, the uh, Ted Lasso Football Club plays Wrexham in the upcoming season? Season. It's it's been bandied about. I got a text from Sudeikis about it, and you know we'll just have to wait and see uh, what happens next year. Can yeah. you text Sudeikis and tell him that I want him on our show? I, I mean, honestly, God, I have these I have these notes that I uh, have at my desk that says like believe and curiosity over judgment and. Goldfish. I'm such a huge fan of that show. I'm rewatching it yeah. Yeah. for the second time. And then time. right below it, it says extort Rob to contact <laughs> mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis. It's a little note for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fantastic show, oh. and it's it's really exciting for us to see, you know, Apple Apple TV Plus, um, you know, really succeed. Because, you know, obviously Apple is a, is this little tiny startup company, you know, from <laughs> yeah. somewhere up north. And you really, they're the underdog, and you're yeah. really rooting for them. I mean, they're out in Cupertino, which is like nowhere. Right? I, yeah. Yeah. How yes. are how are you, Rob, with juggling all the streaming services and remembering what shows on what service <laughs> and where to get it? Because I have to, I have to go back and do it. You know, with, all right, what what network is blah blah blah? Yeah, yeah. to do searches because I've forgotten. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously that that aspect of it is difficult. I I will say this, and I, I try to say this publicly as as often as I can. If you have any interest, and I'm talking to any any listener out there, if you have any interest in getting into the entertainment industry because you have a story to tell, today is the day. Now is the time. This is the week. This is the time you come to Los Angeles or New York City wow. and you sell your show. Wow. Because there are so many opportunities, especially for people who have traditionally not been able to have access to the ability to tell their stories. Yeah. This is the day. Stop what you're doing, come out here and make your show. Hey, what was that leap for you like when you when you took the jump and, and said, I'm going all in? Um, you know, I had the um, exuberance and uh, na- naivete and ignorance of youth on my side. Right. Um, and I was I think I was I was 19, 18 or 19 when I moved to New York and I moved. Um, I had some friends that went to Fordham. 
And um, I just packed a bag and I started living in, in the dorms of Fordham and working at a bar at night and, and going to acting school during the day and then eventually auditioning. So, you know, when you're 18 or 19, uh, you're going to do anything. I can do anything. Yeah. I think it obviously gets harder and harder the older you get because you become more cautious, possibly more cynical. I hope that's not the case, but you definitely wind up with more responsibility. Right. And so I think it's a lot easy, an easier decision to make as a young person, I yeah. will say, however, uh, and not to sound too twee about this, but um, it's never it's never too late to go follow your dream. So mm. I, I promise you right now is the time. There has never been a better opportunity to get into our business than right now. Well, and I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, good content rises to the top and, and it, it takes time. And it's certainly um, uh, luck and a combination of the right uh, ingredients. But, uh, you know, I was I was in CVS on Wednesday, Rob, and I'm waiting in line. <laughs> To, uh, uh, to to buy my medication, and I look down at the magazine rack, and there you are staring back at me on the cover of Men's Health Magazine. And it, it just kind of dawned on me. Like, I was weirdly, I don't know, weird. Turned right on? Now. I no, love this man. I, no, no, no. Uh, let's not twist it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, uh, enormously proud of you. You know, and, like, yeah. your, your success uh, is deserved. You know, you've worked really hard over the years. Um, you've surrounded yourself by also equally talented and hardworking people. Um, but it was really just neat to see somebody that, that we've known for a long time, uh, have the success that you're having and I'm, I'm curious as to whether you have to pinch yourself from time to time oh well 100 i mean uh, first of all thank you for saying that i and and without a doubt a lot of a lot of it is the result of of really hard work and 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 just waking up every day and and trying to be a little bit better than i was the day before uh, however I would be remiss if I didn't say that I've just been so fortunate over and over and over and over again, right. and I continue to get lucky. And that is an aspect of it. I mean, how how many people are on an airplane and they turn to the person next to them, and it's this guy or this little guy with a gravelly voice who happens to be one of the funniest person on, people on the planet. <laughs> and and you say, hey, I have. I, I, by the end of the plane ride, we exchange phone numbers, and then by the end of the week, we talk about like let's work together in some capacity, and that turns out to be Charlie. Right. So, like, th those are the weird little events that sort of happened in my life um, that I have to recognize that that they're just uh, they're, they're they're just fortunate, lucky moments, and yep. I just took full advantage of them. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's what you got to do. And and we've been lucky. I've I've made a series of good decisions <laughs> that, for some reason or another, have fallen in my lap, and and it's happenstance. Yeah. Uh, but you and you you know, so you try to have as uh, as as informed a decision process as possible. But also, you know, as as you know, Lennon said, "Life is what happens while you're not 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 you know." Uh, Vladimir, no, Vladimir, not, not Vladimir, John Lennon. John Lennon. Uh, right. Life is busy because he had a whole <laughs> other Vladimir. corrupt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, his this, philosophy was yeah, different. Uh, I mean, it, was, it was about the people. Both but. from Liverpool. <laughs> um, but life is busy while you know, life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. Right. So, yeah. Right. Uh, Rob, I wanted to ask you about uh, Mythic Quest and talking about meeting the right people and everything. Um, the cast is fantastic. And so, obviously, for a show to work, you need to have great writing. You have to have the right ensemble cast. You have found the right people. I assume, did you did you choose who was on the show? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so a, a question about that. In the casting, um, <laughs> do, you, do you sometimes, I mean, because you have to make a decision. You've narrowed it down to maybe a couple of people, and you've got you've to run with one or the other. For, for Mythic Quest... Was it a no-brainer as who was going to be in the cast? Or were there a couple like, mm, it could be this person, it could be that person, and you just so happened to have picked the right people? 
it was it was agonizing. The <laughs> casting process is, an, is is agonizing because you're you're being asked to put together a, an ensemble of people that you're hoping are going to have chemistry just over the course of a few weeks and the over the course of a few meetings with them when they come in and and read an audition. And one thing that I learned a long time ago is that you have to have the ability to adapt. So the original script of Mythic Quest was, was so different than what the show is at, right now. It was, it was much, much different. And in fact, the character of Poppy, was a, uh, who was my co-lead in the show, was a completely different character than, than as is written and played by, uh, by Charlotte Nickdow now. How so? Uh, but she, came, she was older much older huh. and she was she was more of my contemporary and somebody that I had created the game together and we were we at one point we were brother and sister wow um, yeah i can't even and, think of that dynamic cuz the way i know it now works to my mind yes. so much better yeah so she came in and read for a different part in the in in the show and we were continuing and she got that job and then we were continuing to look for someone to play Poppy, but every time I would hang out with Charlotte or we would bring her back for various things, I just noticed that it was an interesting rapport that was developing with us. And so I just, I brought it to Meg, uh, Megan Gans, who's the co-showrunner and David, and said, I think that Charlotte could be Poppy, which now looking at it, you see, I don't know how anybody else could play that part, but right. at the time they were like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not the character we wrote. And they were right. However, what I've learned is when you find a great actor, you adapt the role to the actor, not the other way around. I, and the, the truth is the character of Joe, the assistant, who to me is one of the funniest people in the entire <laughs> yeah, show. She's hilarious. She, that did not exist in the pilot. Jesse came in and read for every female character and, and, and a few male characters as written um, because we were considering making a couple other characters female. Um, and she read for, for everybody and she didn't, she wasn't right for, for anything but she was so funny and so talented that I, we were just like, well, we just got to write something for her. So we created the character of the assistant. I was, I was uh, talking with my wife the other day. We, we, you know, we watched a ton of TV and watched, you know, a, a number of different, there's just so many high quality shows on. And I was, I was thinking and suggesting that because of, of, I think the, um, the amount of zoom conferencing that's going on, the ability to audition and to have people do a read, I think is is going to increase the likelihood of nailing that perfect person for a part. Do you think there's any validity to that? Yes, yes, because it just opens up the pool. Yeah. And again, uh, again, it, giving people opportunities who haven't traditionally have uh, had opportunities, and that just opens up another. It's so much different to ha be able to have e even 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 a video interface, which we we can all admit is not the same as being in the same room as somebody. Right. It's still completely different because it's interactive as opposed to just looking at a tape. Back in the old days, you look at tapes or even just a, a, a video file because that's only coming in one direction. You can't give notes. Now, I can read somebody in Melbourne, Australia or, uh, or, or Peru or, or Eastern Europe, and I can in real time give them notes and see if they work and see if we have chemistry. Yeah. I mean, it's, to me, it just seems like a game changer. Just, there's, a, there's a, a wider selection uh, available to you. So that, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's what what we're finding is for as frustrating as all the telecommunications have been over the last year, it still has opened up, I think, a number of different opportunities and possibilities that we won't leave in the past. I think we will take full advantage of them. Yeah, it's it's wild because it's it's 
the footage of you um, uh, having Caitlin read um, for the uh, for the series is is awesome because you can and I you know I don't know how you approach it but from from our perspective it's you being enamored of her abilities and enamored of her in general and and uh, so uh, you know it, it is it's a it's an essential process and how much how many times do you will you in that process as Presto was asking you know go. That that's it. I mean, how, how what is your degree of of uh, of accuracy from that read to selecting the right person? Sometimes I I, I know this sounds strange, but I, and I try to express this to all the actors I know because because I went through the process of auditioning for so long and wouldn't get jobs because only one person can get a job, and you literally have thousands and thousands of people come in and read. It's kind of amazing how often this actually does happen when you have a part that's written you have a different idea of what you're what it is in your head you're open to anybody coming in yeah you have essentially three thousand people that will come in and read for something and the cast that's the casting director's job is to go through and whittle them down so that i don't have to watch three thousand of them but maybe i'll watch 50. right and yet she'll say i have somebody in mind i'll bet you it's the same person that you're going to point to and say that's the one and we'll watch 50 people and you'll get to like 27 and you're like, that's it. That's it right there. That's the one. Huh. And oh, wow. she says, yep, that's, that's exactly it. And you just don't know why they're like, that's kind of the magic of the chemistry. And it just like lines, lines up. That's awesome. However, there's, it's very often where you just are toiling for months and months and months and you just can't find this person. You can't find them. You don't know. It's not going to work. I don't know. Uh, let's just try this person. And then all of a sudden, they're a superstar. Mm. Who knows? You mentioned There's Megan no, uh, Megan Gans, who's a producer on Mythic Quest, and and she was also a producer on Sunny and uh, and Community. Is that where the connection to Danny Pudi was made to bring him onto Mythic Quest? Yes. So when we were looking for the character of Brad, in fact, actually it was a little bit different. I so originally I was going to play the character of Brad, um, at, at one point, and and we made offers to a couple of like massive movie stars for iron and and a couple of them said yes but the scheduling didn't work out and then eventually it just got to the point where i said well you know i'm just going to play that part and apple was very supportive and then we thought david hornsby who plays cricket on sunny and <laughs> he plays david brittlesby would play brad <laughs> but then we just realized you know david's just so great at playing that hapless character and so <laughs> then we needed somebody to come in and be that cold, manipulating, um, callous character, and yet you don't want to you don't want to cast somebody that you've seen them do the same thing over right, and over right. again. And anybody who's seen uh, Community knows that uh, um, Danny is uh, has not played that character before, and and is just not that person. He's like really the most gentle, sweet, compassionate person. And it, and and it's really odd to see him as Brad, and yet he's so fantastic to see him. Let me ask so you, fantastic. who who was who was your number one choice? You said you had a number of uh, of actors read for Ian. Uh, who who did you uh, who was at the top of that list? If it wasn't going to be you, so okay, so we made the okay. I'll, I'll, I I can say this publicly because who cares? <laughs> we made an offer because we were like, you know, let's just start, let's just find, let's just break a new star. Like, let's just find somebody. And we'll and we'll like uh, just like Apple, right. we'll find a nice little upstart who we really want to like jumpstart their career. Yeah. So we made an offer to Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, so it's basically no, Why not? no, not established in the community, but actually yeah. he 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 does possess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that yeah. what makes so him no, a great Tony Stark would make him a great Iron. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so no joke, we were like, I don't know. I never believe. 
like when people, whenever I hear people say like, oh, how did you get them for this job? Or like, you know, they'll say that about Danny or they'll say that about Murray or I, 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 I never, I, I just always assume that what we're making is the coolest thing in, in, in the industry. So I'm like, yeah, let's That's go after Iron Man. Uh, yeah. You know, what was, the, what, what was the response to that? Is people so, get he, so yes. So, so <laughs> his producing partners, his wife, they both read it and we got the feedback that they loved it, which is always a good sign. And then, and then they said they get back to us, and all already that's a pretty good sign because they took the time. And look, it's also the benefit of making a sitcom because they're only thirty pages as opposed to a two hundred and twenty page opus. So um, we never heard from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a week goes by, uh, two weeks go by, and finally, I know I get that game, which is like, look, we're just we're just super busy. I knew that they did actually read it because I got specific feedback from from Robert and his wife. That's but cool. then it's like after three weeks, we realized at the end of the day, I love him and I would work with him in a second, but I'm also not going to sit around and wait. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go and make my, make my show. Yeah. So we, 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 we respectfully said, thank you, but we're, we need to move on. And then we made an offer to, to, to Will Farrell, and it was a completely different character. And then, and he was, he was actually already doing a show in the video game space. So he, and I don't even know if it ever got to him. And in fact, I had dinner with him like three months ago and he, um, and he, I don't think he had ever, he knew Mythic Quest and I was like, oh, you know, we offered it to you. He was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it never got to him. Now, I'm going to be honest. The show would have been better if Robert Downey Jr. was playing <laughs> <laughs> And it would have been better if Will was playing Ian. But guess what, guys? They're not. <laughs> They're not. Well, that's, you know, you stop, stop and think about it. It's the chaos theory. And and, and what we, the product we end up uh, uh, seeing now is at 100% Rotten Tomatoes, and we all love it. So, you know, you think about things. What if you'd gotten those sneakers as a kid? How many ways could the, uh, you know, <laughs> your life path gone off and uh, yeah. completely awry? So everything's working out just right. Well, 100%. That's what we were saying before. Like, yes, there's there's a certain amount of luck. Of course there is. It's in all of our lives. You you, you just one thing goes a different way and you don't even exist. So so I, I think it is just about finding yourself in these opportunities with these lucky moments and just taking advantage as, as much as you can and really recognizing your own value on this planet. Well, you know, we Rob, all have it. You know, Rob, as Vladimir uh, Lenin. Yeah. <laughs> now, Casey, you want to say something? No. Yeah, so, um, Rob, listen, I, I know that you're you're humble and you'll say that, you know, it's, you know, the teamwork that makes the dream work. It's all the people that you surround yourself with that, that has led to your success. But uh, you are just and I'm not surprised that you're just a really funny person. I don't know if you've always been funny, um, but your uh, your tribute to your wife on Mother's Day, um, <laughs> the first picture on Instagram was was very funny. And then when I when I went to the next picture, that was the one that actually made me laugh out loud. And then the picture after that, and then the final picture was you know a beautiful picture of your wife. But have you always been funny? Uh, look, I'm going to say this and not be humble at all. And, okay. And anybody who I grew up with who's listening to this right now, of which I'm sure there are a few, will recognize that. Like, I'm on a text chain with about ten of my best friends that I went to high high school with. Some of which I went to grade school with. I'm not even the eighth funniest person on that text chain. <laughs> the fact that I do this for a living blows their minds. They can't believe it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I was never the class clown. I was never funny i was never considered funny and i think it's just something that i i gravitated towards because i loved watching comedy and loved watching television um like sitcoms were always something that i gravitated towards but 
but I never thought of it as a profession. And then I think for me, it just became about surrounding myself with the right people and then diving headfirst into the work of it. So it doesn't come naturally to me. It's not something that I, um, that I, I feel 100% comfortable with. I'll just grind and grind and grind until I figure out how to do something funny, which well, nobody wants to hear. No, I, 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 hear, to... I hear that completely. That makes that makes total sense because so so I you know I have done stand up in my life and I've you know I I was I was very interested in 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 writing and directing and and took you know started to do stuff and did some some you know some short film work and stuff like that and then all of a sudden in a circuitous fashion radio comes into my life and lo and behold. I was like, oh, I don't know. And then, holy hell, this is exactly where I want to be. And, but, you you know, it, it's just one of those things. So I completely hear what you're saying. And and the work as well, because I was watching this uh, documentary about this uh, bass player. His name is Jaco Pastorius, and he was considered the greatest of all time. And all these amazing bass players like, uh, you know, Flea and, and so on are, are commenting, and they're going, look, you know, yes, this guy's talented, but that... You're not just born with that. You, yeah, yeah. no matter your talent level, you have to work extremely hard to get to that, uh, you know, elite level. So it comes with the work. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, fr- I'm, 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 I'm friendly with a, with a number of, of musicians as well, and that's like such a great, it's such a great example of work ethic because people look at musicians as successful musicians, and you think you know, beyond that, they just, they're just party or rock and roll types who will just go out on the road and they can just do this. Thing. <laughs> but I, the, the musicians I know, I mean, like when I look at Tom Morello and I talk <laughs> to Tom Morello and I listen to what, now I, I grew up listening to Tom Morello and Tom Morello told me how old he was the other night. I couldn't believe it. I think he's <laughs> 50, 56 years old. He yeah. looks like he's 30. Yeah. And the reason is because he lives really clean for a guy from Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> right. <laughs> he lives pretty clean. And mm. what he does all day long is get better at guitar mm. and get better at making music. And he doesn't take a day off. Mm. He just loves it so much and wants to keep getting better and better and better. And and that's the gig. That's any that's that's any gig that I've seen in, in all in all sorts of different industries, right? If you want to just keep getting better, just keep waking up every day and trying. We yeah. see it here every day. Kathy practices the harpsichord for three hours yeah. every day. <laughs> She's getting there. She's yeah. just phenomenal. I mean, it was annoying at first, but yeah, now, but I mean, uh, it was like, why? Why do we yeah. ever agree to have a harpsichord in the office? But uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. <laughs> We're lucky. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to, he- to hearing that. Yeah. You will love it. You yeah. She'll, she'll be on the patio at the Cora outing, yeah. uh, providing <laughs> our. You pain. remember the song "Love Is Blue"? That was a hit years ago. That's what she's been working on. You know what I would love to hear is possibly uh, uh, an accompaniment of a harpsichord as she reads the traffic report. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be- oh my god, yeah, that's brilliant! Yeah. Yeah, it would add. We would definitely get an NPR slot Actually, off of that. Yeah, you know what? At the at the one of the Cora outings, uh, Charlie had there was a piano there, yeah. and he started playing for uh, uh, the people that were there. So that was that was pretty cool. We could arrange for Kathy to do the same thing. Char- Charlie is an incredible musician, as as you all. Know. Oh, we we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's wild. Um, but yeah, that that's something. I over the pandemic, I think Casey mentioned this last time we were on. But I, I picked up the guitar. Yeah. You know, by the way, that was a real great thing about the pandemic is that, uh, you know, any interest that you had that you didn't have time for, it was something that you could that you could pick up and 
And, um, you know, I, that is one thing I'm going to miss. I'm, I'm going to miss some things about the about the pandemic. That's about it. Did Did Caitlin pick up tried. any uh, kind of hobby or anything? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. And it was the greatest. What? I was like, uh, I, the, the, I was I was the, the sole, not the sole beneficiary, but <laughs> the main beneficiary of this. She like two weeks into the pandemic, she was like, you know, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm just going to dive head first into cooking. Mm-hmm. And oh. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm going to like spend this time like cooking the greatest meals possible for you and the boys. And I was like, is this a troll? Am I being being punked right now? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're going to spend, you're going to spend the entire time. She's like, basically, I'm just going to learn every new recipe I can. And we're just going to have like the greatest meals throughout throughout this entire thing. How did that jive with your, how did that jive with your specific uh, caloric needs? Obviously you've, you've really embraced fitness. Uh, Did that work for you or against you? Well, well, this is this is her whole bag. Is that if she's going to do it, she's going to do it in a healthy fashion. Uh-huh. So it was delicious and healthy. And I just like talk about pinch yourself. Like I wake up every day and I'm like, how I have, <laughs> I have David Copperfield of this woman for yeah. the last twenty years. <laughs> uh-huh. How this makes no sense. At one point, she's going to wake up and be like, why am I with this dude? And I'm going to be yeah. like, yep, you you finally figured it out. But it took. It took 12 years. I think any guy worth his salt, I, 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 I often think that. I, 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 it's one of those things where eventually I, I feel my wife is going to go, oh, oh, now I see. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. And it's just yeah. part of the deal. Preston is the same way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah most definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm trying to stay in as good a shape as possible. Oh. I know that moment's coming. <laughs> and if I go out to the free market, if I go back yeah. out to the free market, I, you know, I have to go. I have to go in strong. Yeah, when she does, like, well, she does a film with Chris Evans. That's when you got to be on your best game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've accepted, I've accepted those moments. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, man, we're gonna wrap things up, but I, I know we're gonna be talking to you again down the road. Yes. Yeah. Next, in, next, next month, we're gonna have you, uh, Rob, and and Don on. We're gonna get a performance because Don McCloskey, a local musician who's done really well, we mentioned this last week when when Caitlin was on, but uh, Don is gonna have a song uh, on this season of Mythic Quest, right? He is, yes. In fact, it's a song that um, ends the entire season, oh. um, which is really, really exciting. Awesome. And and so we're going to do that. And then um, I can I I can't officially announce anything right now, but I can say that um, I believe we will be speaking again next week, and I will have a very, very big announcement. Ooh. Yeah. With, with, yes. Does it re- involve the harpsichord? Re- <laughs> It 100% could. It 100% could. It's going to involve Cora. Ah. Um, it's going to involve um, Wrexham, the Wrexham Football Club. Uh, it's going to involve uh, the Preston and Steve show and everybody there oh. and a couple of other All wonderful right. organizations. Well, we we don't have – I think Nick is the only one who knows possibly what's going on. So we're very excited. I think I'm, I'm going to wait to that big reveal. I like so it. So my reaction on air can be honest. I like it. Okay, great. All Excellent. Right. Great, great. All right, but in the meantime, we'll get set for the uh, the core golf outing, which is a week from Monday. Uh, we have all the details, WMMR.com, a couple, of, uh, a couple of foursomes that you can win. But also you can purchase uh, foursomes or groups to come and play – and help uh, raise some more money for this outstanding organization, which Rob has been behind pretty much his whole life. It's great. Uh, which is excellent. All right, Rob, great catching up with you, man. We'll, we'll talk to you in the near future for that uh, that big reveal, all right? Awesome. Love you guys. Thank Love you, you, man. Rob. Take care. Rob, Kathy's playing us out with some awesome. <laughs> Happy, support. That was nice of you to supply the music. She's good. He is good. What does that mean, play us out? What is, what is, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I don't even know. There's no words. No words on it. No words on it. That's good, Rod. F*** it. <laughs> <laughs>
thing sucks. I can't read it. No, I can't read it. I can't read it. I can't read it. <laughs> I love it. By the way, I, uh, Marissa went to the trouble, uh, and I di- didn't even see that this had popped up. But earlier, we had a uh, we had a caller named Shauna on yeah, that yeah. was playing our mashup yeah. Madness, and Marissa, of course, grabbed the audio uh-huh. that I was talking about. So, <laughs> oh, this is just a cappella, yeah, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. At that part, I guess. Shauna, <laughs> Shauna, Shauna, That's in the. That's with Charlie Sheen, right? In yeah, that, uh, yeah. In that she scene. starts going down the steps and like uh, kind of trips and then comes back up. And <laughs> yeah. In the ma- matter of an hour, she and Charlie Sheen fall in love with each other. Yeah. Oh my god! You know they did a. Um, they did an acknowledgement of that on the Goldbergs. Oh, really? And so Charlie Sheen is in the so That's so right. Erica gets sent to she's in jail. For, oh, she goes to she's she's arrested, and so she's sitting there in the same room. The room looks exactly the same for Ferris Bueller, and Charlie Sheen is sitting in the exact same spot, looking the same way. And then they finally say, "Okay, you 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 you're released. You can leave." And he goes, "It's about time. I feel like I've been here for twenty years." <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I, you saw that that special on Ferris Bueller, right? It was um, that's great. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be like uh, the original uh, cut was going to be four hours long. There yeah. were two younger kids in the family. You can see like their drawings up on the fridge, uh, and and so John Hughes finally had to edit down, and it became the classic that it is now. But um, there's, the backstory on that movie is really fascinating. There was a lot more psychological stuff going on in it too. It was yeah. almost there was supposed to be uh, as surreal as it is at times it was even supposed to be more surreal really like yeah more trippy i would love to have had a chance to talk to hughes and and ask him about specifically those little acapella moments because in 16 candles yeah there's one where he says this is it my clean close shave and then you hear <laughs> oh, clean yeah. close shave <laughs> yeah and then when cameron was in in, in Le- egypt land yeah. let my cameron go <laughs> they just added these little <laughs> Little, you know, spices here. We're in front of my church. Uh, you you want, want a church? church? <laughs> <laughs> the best, man. Well, listen, as talented uh, as a uh, writer, Rob and company, they just they just do it right, man. Uh, so it was really cool to have them on. And, yes, uh, this announcement's going to be pretty damn good. All right. I've gotten wind of it, so right. we will have that next week with them. Get a whole lot more Preston and Steve at PrestonandSteve.com. 